The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Bully and the Beast Podcast. All right, Bully and the Beast Podcast. I'm L'Oreal. <laughs> and Wax is not here because they did have baby psalms over the weekend. And uh, now we have Jason Lee in the building with us. Well, on the Zoom because we're not in any building together, anybody anymore. So Jason Lee was good. I'm here. I'm chilling. I thought you <laughs> were going to say Wax violated his parole or something. <laughs> You know, always. He always does. Now, Jason, y'all know, um, one, first off, he's like a crowd favorite. Everybody loved you. You're one of our favorite guests on this show. You're my favorite guest, and you're my friend. I love Jason. He had me on Clubhouse one day for 19 hours straight. It was long. <laughs> and that was the last day I was on Clubhouse because then they let all you uh, ignorant people in there, and I was just over it. All of them. Right. But there's a lot of things that's been going on with you, Jason, that um, I definitely wanted to talk to you about. And of course, we're going to keep it up with the same schedule that we always do and give out some advice and all that good and bad stuff. We give out toxic advice sometimes. So um, I think we'll keep it along the lines of that. Now, I know uh, Twerk God was extremely happy because you were coming today. And I just want to, first of all, congratulations, because you stole Angelo's whole, Twerk God's whole entire, like, do, do you look like Twerk God now? They've been saying we're twins, bro. We're twins yeah, now. I, let me say that um, when I was on my book tour, which was when I was on the podcast last right. and I came over there, um, two things was happening. One, I had just come from the gym because I was trying to lose weight, and when I really wasn't, losing weight and I had my gym clothes on and I was so not comfortable and I didn't like how I looked on the show because Angelo, I think he he purposely shot me in a way to make me upset because I was <laughs> you know, that But uh, the other thing that happened is, you know, I, I, I left and lost all the weight. So, I mean, I, I do love uh, the conversation we had last time. It was so reckless, you know, it was so reckless. Super reckless. So I don't know how reckless I'll be today because I, I found this this level of zen that I'm enjoying right now. But a motherfucker could pop off at any moment. So. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Well, Twerk God, now he has a crush on you, Jason, yes, and now you don't want him anymore because you look better than him. Well, not not that. I mean, he was one of many niggas who played me because I was fat, you know what I mean? Mm. It's just one of those things where I took note. You know, because see, what y'all didn't see here on this podcast was when he went over to Brilliant Idiots and tried to play me in the background, like, yo, I'm not with all the gay shit. What? But I was like, nigga, you know you in love with me. You, I saw the way you looked at me. It, but we ain't got to do that here. We ain't That's a fact. You know, but nah, he cool. I fuck with Angelo, not the way I wanted to, but it is what it is. <laughs> well, before he talks, there's something that he always has to say, and that is what, twerk God? Unlocked. <laughs> 
Wait, so so he not only fell in love, but he infringed on my IP? Yes, he did. <laughs> Y'all go together. You just didn't know. Well, I'm mo I was motivated. Kaya, he better ask Kaya what the fuck happens when that shit happens. Ooh, I, tearing I, up. I went and snatched all her shit. Now her, her neck and her back is hurt. And guess what, twerk guy? You next. Your neck and your back gonna be hurting, if you know what I mean. <laughs> well, um, there were some other things that I seen with you, Jason, that I thought was really interesting this past week, and that was with Razvi. Now, I know you opened up a bit about things that you have went through in your past and your childhood and stuff like that, and you were gonna give him a platform to be able to talk about, you know, what went on with him because I 100,000% do not think he's lying at all. And I think that the guy, Chris Stokes, which is the former manager of B2K, um, I think that he's done this to several little boys. I don't think it just stopped at Raz B. So Raz B came out and said that a cease and desist was sent out and you spoke out as well. Uh, where is that whole interview at right now in this situation? Are we ever going to get to hear it? Oh, that interview is coming out, like I've said to, uh, you know, well, let, let's back up. So in 2007, when I wanted to get in, I thought I wanted to get into radio. Charlemagne had just gotten fired from some station. And he was, this was before Breakfast Club. He was trying to figure out what his next moves were. Mm -hmm. So me, him, Claudia Jordan, and Little Mo did a, a test of a show called The Funeral that I had created. Because I thought, I looked at Charlemagne, and of course he's, you know, he's a god in what we do. And I was like, yo, I want to, I want to, you know, do something with him. All the people I love, which is so funny. Like <laughs> we brought, we came together, we did this test um, called the funeral, and 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 the person that came to do our interview was Raz B. And so we thought, like, oh shit, you know, he had just did the social media post about being molested. Allegedly, I'll say that so we don't get sued. And um, and so we did the interview with him, and I mean, he he. No, no words can express what he did, but I'll just say he busted it all wide open, right? Mm. For everybody. And what he showed us was, I think he pulled back the veil on young men who were molested because, or, you know, we, we, we don't, our community, we don't talk about that. Mm. That was in 2007 before Me Too was popular, before Time's Up was popular, you know, and before white actresses made coming forward and taking niggas down popular. Right. But, you know, Black people, we've had a different experience when we make these allegations. So, Fast forward, now it's 2020. I have a big platform. I have a big voice in the space. Uh, he, had, he had posted something and said that the members of his group had um, followed him or blocked him because they were allegedly protecting a, a pedophile. And I thought, why not, why not have the conversation now? So Perfect. I reached out to him. We did the interview. When one of the uh, posting clips went up, because the way my deal is with Fox, so I own my show, but I license my show to them. So I literally just deliver what I want them to air. Right. They never questioned anything. When I sent them the show, they posted a clip to promote it. And then Chris Stokes sent a cease and desist letter, basically saying like he was going to sue Fox if they aired it. And I think they got a little nervous because they didn't know all the history and all that. And so they wanted to take a pause. They The, the show is still going to air. Mm -hmm. um, and so that happened the day I was literally flying to Miami. And so Raz was in Miami and I and I invited Raz to come have lunch with me. And I and I reaffirmed to him in person, like, bro, the, the interview is going to get out. Uh, and, and then Marcus Houston called. And so when Marcus called, you know, I had to tell him like, this is not a safe zone for you, nor is this an off the record conversation. So you right. can see it at your own will. And we had our conversation, but no, the show will air. It's going to air. I knew, I didn't think that you was just going to fold on that situation. If anybody knows you, they know that you're not just going to fall over and let, you know, something like that happen. Plus I look at it like this. 
he clearly has something to hide. You know what I mean? And even if you look at, you see Orion, Amorian's brother, actually responded to Chris Stokes and was like, take the polygraph test. Because uh, Rasby, just in case some people did not know, Rasby basically offered up to take a polygraph test and said that Chris Stokes should take one too, and they could say what's true or not. I just don't, do you, can any of y'all see a straight man that's never been touched in his life, just coming out of nowhere and just lying, or a gay man coming out of nowhere and just lying on somebody who they make money with and from. I just, I don't see that happening, especially about being gay, molested, whatever, if that's not what you are. He says he's a straight man. So I don't think you would just put something like that out there. Yeah, I don't see... It's not that he, it's not just that he said, oh, you know, he, he sucked my dick or, oh, you know, he touched me. He said he fucked him and that he was also penetrated. So let me, ain't, ain't no man, I mean, no man is going to come forward and say that they were penetrated as a young child. As I don't a, think so. Clout. I don't understand how you gain clout by saying something like this. So. I always do the what's logical test. And for me, you know, it's not logical that he would do that. And he's been consistent the entire time. And, and I think in this interview, he showed up a lot more humble. He wasn't, he's, he was, he's not on drugs right now. He's not drinking the way he was drinking on drugs back then. Um, he's not, he didn't seem like he was coming from a place of de desperation. He made it clear from the beginning that he didn't want this to be a hit piece and that that's not why he wanted, he did the interview. Uh, right. And I had to pull it all out of him because uh, I just said to him, like, you need to claim a spot in on the side of history where you're advocating for the kids that don't have your voice. And it's mm -hmm. bigger. this is bigger than you. And he got it midway through the interview. And I think he came through. And then uh, Marcus, you know, calling me to explain his side of everything. I said, look, bro. If you guys have nothing to hide, why don't you guys come and do my show? I'll interview come on you. now. Let's go. I welcome everybody. <laughs> he didn't say no, but he definitely didn't say yes. Well, one thing I do feel about when people do come out and start saying certain things, uh, everybody automatically calls them crazy. So that it's like you could write them off or, oh, he has a mental problem or this, this, that, and the third. But I do feel like as I talk to more men and how things are turning nowadays, People are, more men are coming out and saying that they were actually molested when they were younger. Wax talks about it. Charlemagne's talked about it. You've talked about it. There's been a lot of men, and I know it's a it's an uneasy thing because it feels like, you know, I'm supposed to be the man. Nobody's going to do nothing to me. But, like, it happens. And I think that it's okay for people to speak out for it. And like you said, Raz B may, that interview with Raz B and you, I feel like it will help a whole lot more people you know, maybe to speak out and face the people that have done wrong to them. So, yeah, you know, we're behind you 100,000, 10%. I definitely will be playing your clips on my morning show. So I cannot wait for that interview to come out. We already talked about it a little bit. But um, let's also talk about you stole Jeffree Star's and Bobby Light's boyfriend. No, no, we're not. <laughs> we're doing that. So that's not true. You know what's so funny? You know what's so funny? <laughs> I do a, first of all, my boo is sitting right here. Oh, oh never mind. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> we, we keep the line of questioning coming. It's all good. <laughs> let, let me say this. The thing that's interesting is that I do a really good job of creating the news, but I don't ever want to be the news. <laughs> I, I found it very funny that when I did this interview with Andre Morrow and he pulled his robe off and was swinging his dick around and all this and that, 
that the next thing that oh yeah, Angelo, he 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 tried to take me from you. Um, <laughs> you know when he was swinging his penis around, everybody then started you know thinking that me and him somehow had a relationship because they thought I was flirting. Now if you don't, if you have, um, you, we do interviews. L'Oreal, if a man gets up in the middle of the interview and takes off his clothes and starts swinging his penis around in your face, I mean, you're going to be- Wait, how much is he worth? Because I might have to sue for sexual harassment. Right. No, I'm, joking, I mean, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm mean, joking. That, that's a, there, there, there was a lot going on at the- But back. you did ask for the robe, Jason. So let's, not, hold on, don't blame yeah. it all on him. No, I wanted the robe, but I didn't want his meat. Hey, it wasn't a meat <laughs> but it, it, you know, it was, it was a cute moment, but like, no, nah, that's, he's, he, but he is a good, he's a nice person. So, I mean, I'm not gonna, you know, it's popular to bash him because of what he did to his baby mom and how that all thing, you know, the clout chase or protecting Jeffree Star. But I was able to get to meet him the day before we had lunch. And I was able to just kind of talk to him because my interviews, when I feel like I know a person is way better than when I don't know a person. Right. For me, I wanted to kind of like get to know him off camera a little bit. And, but then when he came on camera, he was a whole different person. But like I told him, this is your interview, be who you want to be and good luck with the aftermath. They said that they're calling that the wildest interview of 2020. They're saying it was the crazy. And I have to say, and I have to admit, I've done a lot of interviews and nobody's ever swung their dick in my face. (laughs) Well, well, I had Boom Gang pull a gun on me. Okay, so that was wild too, yes. That was wild. He saved now, he saved. That's fake? Fake news? First of oh. all, any, any nigga who got that many tattoos on his face, I don't trust him. <laughs> I don't trust him. But yeah, I mean, that was crazy. The dick swinging was definitely, it we, It put a really good cap on 2020 for me. It was like, okay, that, that, was, that was, people died from COVID and a nigga swung his dick in my face. So, <laughs> yeah. Now, do you mind if I ask you, um, if this is a problem, we could take it out. But uh, do you mind if I ask you, what happened with you and Melissa Ford? Uh, nothing happened. What happened with us? Because y'all had a show together, and I thought, you know, it's, it was circulating, and you still have that show, and it's still going great. But she just diminished from it, and she started her own. Did she just go out on her own brand, or was it just... No, no. Um, I, You know, Melissa and I met several years ago, and we built a really close friendship. And uh, then we decided to get into business together. I already had a brand, Hollywood Unlocked, and I decided to start a podcast. She, I asked her to be a part of that. She did. And, you know, we had unbelievable chemistry when we first started. It was amazing. And we went through, we became the Destiny's Child of Podcasts. Yeah, yeah, it was great. We had the Michelles and the Ferris cycle through. And, you know, ultimately, she was the one that stood with me all, you know, the whole time. And then, um, I don't know if you recall, she got into the bad car accident, took some time away. Yeah. Then she came back into the show uh, and then her mother passed away and then she left. And then between that time, she had started her own podcast because I think for her, it was important that she owned her own brand. I own Hollywood Unlocked. I own the podcast. So although she was my co-host that started with me, mm-hmm. she I owned it. And so I supported her and helped her, you know, promoting her, what she did with, um, I think it's, uh, um, I'm here for the food. Mm-hmm. And then I ended up, and then she ended up wanting to move on. I think she just made change, choices in her life that it just, it, it just wasn't something she wanted to do anymore. She, so she sent me an email that she wanted to leave the show and we planned her exit. And, you know, I wish her all the success, but, you know, I, I wasn't going to, I did say I, that I didn't see doing the show without her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when she left, 
I thought about our fans, and I'm like, you know what? I, that show is dead. So Hollywood Unlocked Uncensored ended when she left, and then I launched Hollywood Unlocked with Jason Lee Uncensored. So right. now it is a different format. I do have two co-hosts. As you see, I drive all the interviews, and I do the interviews by myself, and they're there to support me. And then we have our Hot Topics conversation, but it's a different show, and, um, you know, I wish her the best. When I, when I tell y'all, if I lived in L.A., I was going to try to try to slide in that chair, child. I was going to be right there with Jason, like, yeah, so what did you say about the dick with the... Um... <laughs> I, I will tell you, okay, I will tell you, when I was thinking about who was going to fill that spot, because I was like, oh, if we keep doing this show formatted like this, it got to be somebody spicy that have chemistry with. And I ain't going to lie, you were the only person I thought of. I was like, but then, you know, you weren't in L.A. <laughs> I know. But yeah, because that Melissa was a hard thing to fill, you know, I mean, because she, you know, she she and I just had a relationship where I could look at her or say something and I know I can read the energy. And right. as, as you know, doing a show like like you and Wax got perfect it, it, uh, chemistry, you know, um, and that that's hard to, to, to re replicate. So I just said, instead of replicating and honoring what we had, I'm going to just go and do something different. And I think that's really honorable. That's dope. And it's the weirdest thing that she actually used to be on lip service uh, and, and co-hosting with Angela. So, you know, it's all full circle. We all fuck with each other and we all, you know, wish each other the best and hope that and support each other and hope everybody does great. But another thing that we do is we always give advice to people. Now, T. Diddy said we're not doing a voicemail today. I don't know why, but that's what she said. She said we will be doing an email. So somebody did write into us and they need a little bit of a relationship advice. And I know both me and you, we could get them something to kind of help them out. Kind of. Let's go. <laughs> All right. So if y'all want to leave an email and get some advice from us, who's going to fill in for wax today? Because T. Diddy, is it going to be you, Smith? Who's filling in for wax? You, uh -huh. T. Diddy? Okay. All you got to do is send us an email to thebullyingthebeast at gmail.com. Well, say it like you mean it, child, because you don't sound so. Do you want to be here, Keisha Cole? <laughs> Wait. Oh, my God. Wait. Can we talk about the verses last night? Cause oh, I yeah. Let's talk about it. Oh, you, you want us to wait? Okay, okay, okay. After the email. After the email, we're going to talk about the verses because it's a lot to talk about with the verses, child. Now, okay. So this is the email. It's a little lengthy. So, you know, grab your drink. Got my deli on. <laughs> okay. What's good, Bully and the Beast? I need y'all help. So me and my girl have been together for about five years. But around October, I told her that I wanted space and that I needed time apart because we weren't getting along and it was starting to become too stressful. And that time, she called and texted me every single day trying to change my mind, but I was not trying to hear it. So then I met this other girl at the grocery store who ended up giving me COVID. Like, he didn't say that. Who... <laughs> who ended up living down the street from me. Although she wasn't really my type, I figured why not and got her number after we struck up conversation. After a couple of dates, we ended up hooking up and it was fire. I went raw. Since then, we started hooking up more and going on more dates and she even started introducing me to her bum ass friends. He just said friends. Fast forward. <laughs> 
Fast forward to around Christmas time, and she now wants me to meet her parents who are coming down. At the same time, my ex, who had been blowing me up this whole time, was back in the picture because we had begun to talk more, and I started to miss her. But I didn't even realize within those two months, I damn near slipped into a whole nother relationship. So the new girl started pressuring me to make her my girl so she could introduce me to her parents, but I basically told her I wasn't ready for all that. And since then, I started to flex on her more and more as I spent time with my main. Now that's his main. Long story short, she recently told me she didn't want to see me anymore because she feels like I'm playing games. And even though she's right, I can't lie, that low-key hurts and I miss her. L'Oreal, as a woman, I know you probably think I'm a dog. And Wax, who's Jason today, I know you changed. You changed a man. Oh, I know you're a changed man. <laughs> I know you're a changed man now, but I need y'all to give me some toxic advice. How do I get my side chick back without committing to her? I should probably add she's fast. What? I should probably add she's fast every January. Oh, she's fast every January. So she doesn't drink, eat meat, or have sex for the entire month. So it's possible to dickmatize her right now. Also, I don't know if it matters, but I know y'all like details. I'm 28, black, no kids. I live alone and I work in corporate. So basically he's trying to figure out how to maintain a side bitch while keeping a main bitch. Um, first of all, his entire situation required too much mathematical equation. <laughs> I, simplicity, my, I live by the rule of simplicity. If it's going to be overcomplicated, why are, okay, many things. Why are you going wrong somebody you don't even know? Why are you out? If, when you're taking a break from your relationship, shouldn't that break just mean you stay and get into a relationship with yourself so you know what the fuck you want? Like, this, this person just seems a little confused, and this is why so, women, so many women are fucked up because they're dealing with fucked up niggas like this. That's right. I do feel like um, a man will get out of a relationship and end up in another one by mistake like this. Because if, again, once you start fucking a girl raw, we're automatically in our mind like, I right, we go together. Like, I'm not about to be going around fucking mad niggas raw. So obviously you're not fucking mad bitches raw. Like that's in women's mind for some reason. Like you just feel like if a man come in you, you're like, Oh, okay. He's trying to get me pregnant. <laughs> You're not thinking like. No, men don't think like that. Men don't think like that, but there's a lot of women that do. And I'm not saying every single woman, because there's some women that, you know, stick and move. But if you do that nine times out of 10, you're going to tell him to put a condom on, I feel like. I feel like once you fell into that whole realm of like being booed up, you treated her like she was your last girl because you were trying to find a replacement and you ended up with one. So now you got two girlfriends. I had a nigga sell me a dick pic once so he can afford a plan B pill. What? No. Absolutely. He was like, yo, my girl. This, no, he was like, yo, my my girl. No, not my girl. He said, this girl I just fucked. I think, you know, I I, I, I hit it raw. And I, you know what I mean? I, I think I need to get a plan B pill. I, I was like, well, shit, you should, you should do that. I don't know that. I don't even know where you get that shit. He's <laughs> like, yeah, but you know, uh, I need like $50. I was like, well, um, I ain't going to subscribe to your OnlyFans, but you can go on and flood my WhatsApp with some dick pics. And you know what I mean? I'll help you out. Because I believe in supporting um, the prevention of bringing children in the world <laughs> that you just don't like or don't Okay, want. Donald Trump. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, one thing I will say uh, to this person's story, because like I tell you, my boo is sitting cam uh, to the left of the camera. I've already met his mother. 
but yet he ain't ready to fully commit. And my whole thing is, wait a minute, why am I meeting your mother and buying her Chanel boots for Christmas? And and and, and, and he got a PS5 last night. How is it that we 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 acting like we together, but yet? We still ain't fully committed. Which well, that's your fault, Jason. I ain't even about to blame him. You buying PS5s and shit. You gotta be, you gotta be t- the main. You get what I'm saying? You can know the only. Oh, hold on, throw it out the window. <laughs> uh, Angelo, since he acting up, I got one for you too. Oh, come on, Twerk guy. <laughs> I'm just playing. No, yeah. but, but you know, um, you know, different people have different experiences, you know, for you know. Uh, you know, in one person's eyes, you meet my mom. That's not serious. Is my mom wants to know who Very you are. True. You Very know, true. as in other people, when I meet the family, it's like we put a ring on it. We 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 together. You know. So, so what did he introduce you as, my homeboy? I don't know what he introduced me as, and I'm not even gonna ask him. We're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna keep this 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 glass wall right here. Uh, you... <laughs> I can't remember because you know I never really met nobody's parents like that. I get uncomfortable meeting parents in general because sometimes when I meet them, they meet. They meet the guy they see on TV and on the internet and they think this motherfucker crazy. This motherfucker got a smart ass mouth. You know, I, I saw the interview where he talked about getting his dick sucked and the motherfucker <laughs> threw up on him. You know, so I got to explain all that type shit. I'd rather not even deal with that headache. Like, just take me from a distance. I am going to get back to that uh, throwing up on the dick thing because I had a, a little bit of an issue, but we'll talk about that later on. But um, yeah, I do feel like with this guy here, it's like pick a side and stay there. You know, you're not going to have this woman being a side bitch because you treated her like a girlfriend already. And the worst and hardest thing I think it is, is to get a person to conform from being main back to side like that right there is because what they're always going to th- use and throw in your face is i'm not going to go from being the main to the side like what the fuck do you i look like you're like a girlfriend by going raw on her i mean for a nigga if you just pull up and she lets you slide in raw you kind of a hoe kinda- but i look at it like this if you fucking her raw something took for you to get there like especially being out of a five-year relationship you didn't just find the first woman and go on her raw maybe because you're used to fucking raw but in my mind i would hope you're smart enough to be like you know i'm not I trust in these hoes out here. I've been with the same bitch for five years. Maybe, maybe the nigga grew up in, in little Haiti in Miami and didn't have access to condoms. He's like, oh my God. But he said he met a family. He probably would have fucked one of them too. No, but meeting somebody's family and agreeing, I, I hate you. Agreeing to meet somebody's family is you in your mind saying, like, yeah, I don't mind being presented as the boyfriend. When a man is trying to get pussy, and I've dealt with many of them who are trying to get the pussy. They'll right? meet the family, they, row a boat. They, they will, <laughs> they'll, they'll babysit your fucking kids. They don't give a fuck. Oh, niggas ain't shit, man. Shit. I mean, but my whole thing is, if he had all these issues with his main chick, right, and the issues are ironed out because you're back with her, why would you want to get back with her just to cheat on her with another girl? I think the issue for me is that he had issues with everybody because he was the issue. He is the issue. And and, and this is why, like, people, when you do take a break, take a break and be with yourself. Get yourself together. Do the work that you need to do so you can be, so you can show up and be somebody worth having. Because a lot of you niggas ain't shit, and a lot of you chicks ain't shit either. Um, I do feel like the more people that I see taking a step back, I feel like that happens with women more than men. I feel like a man will jump into some shit with somebody else quick, quick before most women. 
Well, that's because most of them are homeless sexuals and need a place to sleep. <laughs> it's like they don't take time for themselves. And then, like, I'm not going to lie, there's one guy that I was uh, kind of dealing with, and it just was, the sex was terrible. He was great, like, but I had to cut him off. I'm sorry, because I'm not dealing with that. And, like, the more that I saw things with him, it was like, I'm trying to find myself, and this, is that, and the third. I'm like, yes, yeah, because your dick is trash. If his dick wasn't trash... He wouldn't be trying to find himself. He'll be trying to find another hole. Wow. <laughs> Wait, so you so you liked him. He was a good man, but the but the dick was trash and the sex was horrible. Awful. Like when I tell you, it was like one like, of the horrible, worst. Horrible in the sense of like micro penis horrible or just didn't know what he was doing horrible. I think like if you combine it's not micro penis. It wasn't the biggest, but I'm not one of those that need like a big, big dick because I always say it like this, like I need this vagina for the rest of my life. So I can't have nobody like stretching me out and then it don't work out. Now I'm stuck here with this fucking stretched out ass pussy. Like I'm not doing that. I would never. So I, I need me a good size that know how to work with what he's working with. Right. But this dude just couldn't work with what he was wearing. It was embarrassing to the point where I was like, stop. Like, if you got to tell somebody to stop during sex, have you ever had to tell somebody? I think you go through the bad sex. You know, you you lay there like Stoney on Set It Off. <laughs> you cry your tears. You know, you play the music that Queen Latifah was getting shot to. In the movie, <laughs> and, and you just get the fuck up and then go take that shower Stoney did and don't ever do it again. But you, do you tell somebody to stop in the middle of it? I had to. It was awful. And then it, I felt like I was being stabbed in my pussy. Like, I've told, them, I've told them a little bit about it, but, like, the more I think about it, and he's such a great guy, like, I mean, he's he has his flaws like anybody else, but, like, for the most part, he was a nice guy and, like, went above and beyond. But I just couldn't take being stabbed in my pussy in the middle of the night. Like, it just was, that wasn't going to work. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's getting stabbed in pussy is probably not a good thing. It didn't feel like a good thing. So I think, like you said, this guy needs to take a moment, step back, reevaluate if he wants to be in either one of these relationships or not a relationship at all. Like, if you feel like you want to fuck a bunch of different women, you need some condoms, sir, unless you don't mind getting AIDS or HIV, herpes, or any of those things. And you need to figure out what you want. And if it's okay if what you want is to mess with several different women, but don't convince people they're in relationships. Yeah, that's the communication is important. And I hope people that are hooking up are having communication before they do that because you know there's nothing worse than getting the wrong signal and thinking a motherfucker is yours and they not. Exactly. And I feel like <laughs> and they sitting there playing their PS5 and you trying to figure out what's going on. Exactly. He he over here on his phone side-eyeing the shit out of him. Yeah, I'm sure he is. Fuck. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, if y'all want to leave a voicemail, I mean an email or any of that, you just hit us up and we'll give you some advice. But your our advice to you is to find yourself and just be single if you just want to fuck all these bitches. You mad because you don't want your main girlfriend to find somebody better because you know she's a good woman. You just want to be a hoe. So go be a hoe and lose a good woman and end up fucking miserable for the rest of your life because that's what's probably going to happen. And if you're doing all that and your dick is trash, kill yourself. Oh, my God. If his dick is trash... Nah, he got too many bitches fighting over him. Like, not fighting, but, uh, like... Uh, 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 COVID, it's a dick drought. Motherfuckers ain't, <laughs> ain't outside. You ain't at the club. Not gonna lie. You know what I mean? Like, let me tell you, this has been the one year of my whole life that I've spent <laughs> more time with my motherfucking self than I ever have Same. ever. 
Same. You know, so, so, but it's been good because I've been able to work on the spiritual cleansing and work on losing weight and becoming the person I want to date and, and, and not distracted by, you know, all the Andre Marho swinging dicks in my face. Every right. Time. No, I could feel you on that one. I could definitely say, like, I focused on myself so much during this whole pandemic quarantine from losing weight to getting positions and getting new shows. I got a new show coming out next Thursday. So we'll talk about it when I can. But, um, you know, just focusing on yourself. And you'd be surprised. There'd be times before that I thought I was focusing on myself, but I really wasn't. Like, I was distracted by other things. But when you really block everybody else out when nothing else is important but what you need to do in your life and to get back to that COVID thing, it's like hard to talk dirty to a motherfucker during COVID. It's like, yeah, I'm going to stick my tongue in your mouth. And it's like, or when you nah, had sex, never you like, you know, you like laying on a motherfucker, you like a motherfucker laying on you, breathing heavy and shit. Now they breathing heavy on you, a droplet. <laughs> now you think you got infected. Like see, my community, we've been avoiding infections for years. <laughs> so you know what it is. So we been, like, we looking at y'all like, for real, y'all like, what? This is just okay. Now we got to put a mask on. First, we covered the dick up. Now we got to put a mask on. It's just for us. It's just about attire. Yeah, motherfuckers is really tripping, and I understandably so. But um, let me tell you, I was in Miami the other day. Why did this fan? Oh my god, I want to picture with you. I'm a fan. Oh, okay, cool. Now, problem. When I'm done. I'm gonna so I go to take a picture with him. He grabs my mask. He about to take my mask off because he wants to see my face. He tell me I always had a crush on you. I said, my nigga, this is about to go left. Yeah, I'm about to crush you with my fist. The fact that you're touching my face, my nigga, you, we will, we will, I will take this hookah lamp and beat your fucking <laughs> head in. <laughs> Why do people feel so comfortable? Because it's like, we don't want people in our personal space when it's not a damn pandemic. At all. He so, reached up and grabbed my mask, L'Oreal. I can't I'm believe you. that. That's why would he think that was okay? I, I don't know. I have no clue, but it was about to go left. So many teenagers waiting to be adopted from foster care feel like their lives are over. They've given up hope of having a permanent home and are terrified of aging out with no support system. Right now, more than 113,000 children are waiting to be adopted in the U.S. The Dave Thomas Foundation for Adoption is dedicated to finding them the right family before it's too late. Learn how you can help at DaveThomasFoundation.org slash learn more. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. Well, speaking of being close in a pandemic, um, this was a topic that I talked about on my show and it, um, my morning show, and it actually raised a lot of people saying different things. Now, I want to know what all of y'all think about this. Do you, first off, let me ask y'all, do y'all cuddle? Are y'all cuddlers? So everybody, everyone? Okay, so. I am a, I am a serial cuddler. Okay. So what if you were dating somebody, you really, really like them, they really, really like you, but they don't want to cuddle, like they're not, they hate to cuddle. Is that something that may be a deal breaker? How do you get them into it? Like what is, because I feel like it's not a man or a woman thing. I feel like some men like to cuddle, some women like to cuddle. Some women don't like to be touched. 
in their sleep. So men don't like to be touched. So what what is something, I don't know, do you think it's a deal breaker first and foremost? Yeah, if you're not cuddling and kissing, it's a deal breaker. Yeah, right? Because it makes you feel a little weird. So I'm going through that right now, y'all. Wait, why? Yeah, she, like that. That. yeah she, uh, she tweeted something out recently. Oh, no, I did not. You shut the fuck up. But I am like, I like, okay, I went through something like that, y'all. No, wait, uh-uh, I want to get into the tea that Taylor was about to drop. What did she tweet? That she wants to get fired. No. Look, <laughs> <laughs> could I ask Angelo a question? Oh, absolutely. We encourage it. Angelo, do you like to cuddle? A lot, yeah, girls. Well, I mean, listen, let's 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 leave um sexual, you know, let's leave all that out of it for Come on, yeah. Like, so you like to cuddle. When you cuddle, do you like to be cuddled? Do you like to be cuddled from the back or the like do you cuddle? How do you like to be like do you like your girl to put her arm around you? Every once in a while, yeah. I want to be the little spoon sometimes. That's so funny. I call my boo the little spoon. <laughs> no, no, little spoons. No, I really do. If you go if I go online right now and be like, yo, with my boo, they're gonna be like, where the little spoon at? Okay, so <laughs> Because I always find it interesting when women have these men, if you cuddle with your man and you hold him from the back and he's in a fetal position, do you question, do you, do you, do you leave that experience with any questions? I have. Like, I like, and it's been somebody that I was with for a real long time, but like, it's like, nigga, face the other way. What is happening here? <laughs> like, why are you making me cuddle you? Like, it's just, I'm the one with the ass that you want on your dick. Like, so you don't, I don't want your fucking ass on my pussy. That's not doing anything for me. Say that oh, I have a question though, because people, I have a friend that doesn't like um, cuddling at all. Yeah, that's like, she likes I know someone too. and everything else. But does that have to do with like, like love language? Because like, I'm an affectionate person. And so I need the cuddle, the kissing, like I need all that stuff. But she, she's cool without it, like. Yeah, she she must have been dropped off at a at a at a um, you know, <laughs> a garbage can, nigga. <laughs> as, a, as a baby, she was. You think it's weird that they don't? Stuff. Yeah, like I think so too, and I think there's something wrong with him. The human body needs it needs affection. It needs it needs that. I mean, at least for me. Now, I love to kiss, and I love to kiss nasty. But if you spit in my mouth, I might slap you. I'm but see, like, some people yeah, think that that's the sexiest thing. I kissed somebody once. I kiss. I kissed somebody once and they spit in my mouth and I ain't gonna lie. I I How didn't know spit why. in your mouth though. Like you're kissing and then they just go. But nobody's ever spit in your pussy when they was eating you out. That's different. That's why? Because... <laughs> why is it different? It's not in my mouth. Like, no. You can get a yeast infection if they spit in your pussy. I'd rather you just well, I don't want nobody spit in my mouth because I don't like that. First of all, my, I have the weakest stomach. And, like, and, and when they spit in your mouth and that saliva tastes different than yours and you, yes. and you know somebody's spitting in your mouth, because like when a motherfucker, somebody's going to bust in your mouth and you know they're about to come, you are preparing for it. You see the energy building. And I spit you know, it out. I don't swallow. Well, you're supposed to swallow. No, and, no, no. My ex-boyfriend yeah. told me never swallow. He said, don't make, don't let anybody treat you like that. You spit it out. And like when I, when he used to come in my mouth, he'll be like, go ahead, go spit it out. And I'd be like, okay, be right back. Yeah, but, but, but the nigga, that, <laughs> the nigga that's been practicing semen retention, he done saved all his cum for you. Now you done spit it on the <laughs> linen from Bloomingdale's and now motherfuckers got a problem. So. No, you got to go to the bathroom and spit that joint out in the sink or the, the toilet. And if, you, to and, if you, and if you swallow it, you can get right back to cuddling. He don't want to cuddle, so it doesn't matter. 
guys, though, that think it's still weird to if you suck their dick and then you try to kiss them, like they're like weird with that. I don't, I don't fuck with you if you act like I that. Like people like that. I, I don't like that either. Yeah, I'm fine. We can kiss. Like, but, be you know, with me, but not we can kiss right after. Toward God. Can you get can you get a kiss after your girlfriend sucks your dick? Yeah, she can. Damn. I knew it. Can you swallow it. <laughs> Will you come in her mouth too? You don't care taking your own cum? I don't think I think she I think she she looks out for me. I, I don't think she lets me do that. I hope not. Well, I recently talked to a, a man who said that he has tasted his own cum before. I've never have. Like a snowball. That's what that's By called. Accident, yeah. Okay. When they spit their cum in your mouth, your cum in your own mouth. Wait, so Angela, you tasted your own cum before? Yeah, I think so by accident. I definitely smelled it. Just want to see what it smelled like. You <laughs> say, ain't no, you think you tasted no, no, your no, cum, no, no, nigga. No, that, that, that nigga. That nigga got a cum scooper over there. <laughs> he did it more than once for sure with that answer. What did it taste like, Angela? I don't know what it tastes. I didn't t- taste it. I'm taking that back. I smelled it though. It smells like bleach, like Clorox. What you been eating? You got to change your diet. Yeah, you need some more fruits and vegetables. <laughs> you know, I, I, I always know when one of these niggas that I fuck with gotta, you know, live with a bitch that don't take care of them because <laughs> anytime they come over, you know, we mess around. I can taste the fact that she's not taking care of him properly. You know, your diet should be right. You know, your good linens, you should be resting. Get, you know, get, get some good linens so you you rest, your face will show that. Um, and 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 your 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 linen. If your passion is missing, it's like, yo, you didn't even try. <laughs> you just got on the plane with no rehearsal. I'm not gonna lie, I can suck dick, but that cum makes me wanna throw up. Like I don't like the taste of cum. I don't give a fuck if it tastes like nothing. I think the texture is what just like rubs me the whole entire wrong way. You don't eat jello or pudding? No, I hate Jello, and um, I haven't had pudding because Bill Cosby is a rapist. <laughs> Bill Cosby is not the only person that has a pudding. But he's the one that told me pudding pops when I was young, so that's all I could think. Well, pudding pop is when they stick it in your ass, but that's your waste. Yeah, I can't get that far all the time either. So, uh, <laughs> but I will say that that's not my cup of tea. Maybe that's uh, Angelo's. You know, he likes to try his own. <laughs> Angelo is dead set on making sure everybody thinks he's straight, you know? Yeah, that's how you know that he's not all the way like. After he saw me and flirted with me both times, and then, you know, he went and posted this girl on his Instagram. I was like, nigga, that don't do nothing. She made him. She made him. She heard the episode. She should. She should, because your (laughs) man will be on a flight. I mean, not now, now, because I'm not single, but, you know, I would have changed his life for a week. (laughs) He he was like, your man will be on a flight. Not now. Listen, now, baby, he ain't even got to get on a flight. All he got to do is come right over here. I can't tell you what train because people know where I'm at, but I'm, I'm <laughs> in the area. Have you ever had a woman try to, like, like start something with you because maybe you took her man or something like that? Uh, um, no, but I will tell you. Okay, okay. So both of my exes live here in New York. One of them I'm best friends with. We've been friends for 25 years. The other one, we're still cool, but we're not as best friends. We were together for two years. Mm-hmm. I'm at the club in New York. Uh, I'm at up and down. What was that? Up and down. I don't know where I was at. I was, yeah, somewhere. Anyway, I was with, Win- it was me, Wendy Williams, Black China, and uh, NeNe Leakes. We chilling. And I had just went to Miami with my ex because we were talking about getting back together. But we talked about being in an open relationship because he liked girls and I like other guys. So I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, well, why don't we try to figure out an open relationship? 
you know, I'll, t- I'll fuck with other guys. You can fuck with girls. We just won't build no relationships with nobody. But you know what I mean? Just so that way we can do it. So I was going Real to- quick, what if he was like threesome with the girl? Never. Okay, figured that. Go but ahead. The re- no, but the <laughs> reason why, two reasons. One, I-, I don't fuck with girls like that. And two, I'm very careful in the bedroom because I don't like my personal business being out. So right. like a girl, she going to go and be like, bitch, don't say nothing. <laughs> so I had sex with my this nigga and, and Jason from Love and Hip Hop. And it just evolves onto the shade room. I ain't got time for that. Right. The niggas I fuck with, they ain't, they don't want nobody to know their business. So mm-hmm. we are very private and ain't nothing gonna get out. Anyway, this girl walks up to me in the club and she's like, excuse me. And I'm like, hi, how are you? I thought she was a fan. So I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm fan. You like, here's your autograph, bitch. Move along. Like, yeah, you know, I got my cocktail. What's up? She says to me, oh, me and you got the same friend. I'm like, who? She says my, my ex's name. And I'm like, really? And I'm like, really, bitch? So I tell security, get this bitch. Get this bird, <laughs> get this bird out of here. So she leaves. So I have lunch the next day with him and I had to explain to him, control your hoes. Like if me right. decide we gonna be together and you got a side bitch, it, what I don't know doesn't hurt me. So if Angelo takes an extra, if, if Angelo takes the train home, but you know, he wanna stop by my house one day on the way home and I send him home in an Uber, he gonna get home in the same time. Mm-hmm. Uber X are black. Oh, black baby. I, oh, you Angelo, look at you moving up in the world. Go ahead. With the PS5, you might have a deal, no. I knew it. (laughs) Put it on daddy's lap. (laughs) You get a PS5. You get a PS5. (laughs) But but yeah, I I have had that happen before one time where she kind of wanted to establish with me who she was, but I didn't give her the space for that because like, you know, the the nigga, when you got with the nigga, he told you about me. He didn't tell me about you. Right. why, Why are we talking? Exactly. Hey guys, Sean Hayes here. Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, and I had a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to sit down with not one, not two, but three presidents of the United States on our recent episode of Smartless. That's because President Biden, a returning guest, brought two of his favorite pals, former Presidents Bill Clinton and Barack Obama, all joined us for unforgettable conversation. It's a historic episode of Smartless as we pry into the minds of these remarkable leaders. We'll cover everything from their time in office, America's responsibilities in the world, and their personal passions in an episode full of some candid stories, insightful perspectives, and a few surprises along the way. Whether you're a political junkie or just curious about the inner workings of the Oval Office, this episode is a must listen. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to hear from three of the most influential figures in recent American history. Follow Smartless on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also listen to Smartless ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Okay, and now we're going to get into the Roundtable Talk starring L'Oreal and featuring Jason Lee. So let's talk about versus because we brung it up a little bit. Now, the versus battle that I didn't think was ever going to happen, it got postponed two times. Uh, Ashanti caught COVID. It was Keisha Cole versus Shanti. She got COVID the first time, so they postponed it again. And then the second time, they didn't even say why. And then we had uh, the last time they tried to do it. And Keisha Cole showed up an hour and, what, 19 minutes late? And then when she showed up, she had a really bad attitude. And um, my favorite part was when her and Ashanti got into that little back and forth 
But I'll just say this: the whole verse has caused a lot of a lot of angry people because also Keisha Cole's sisters has something to say about OT Genesis being involved and everything. But Jason, what did you think about the verses? So I'm gonna start with the positive first. Because okay. I, you know, I do know Keisha Cole personally, and uh, she unfollowed me on Instagram, which is fine, whatever. Uh, after la after the verses or been before the verses. Okay. I don't I don't know what she's going through, you know, and I don't know what people go through. I know she's been working on her album. I love Keisha. She's a sweet girl. We're both from Northern California. The positive, the first, the positives for me, they both look very beautiful. Amazing. Same hairstyle though. Uh, uh, same hairstyle and same <laughs> color outfit. Same color outfit. Um, Ashanti was so professional and patient and sweet. Super. Um, and I'm not a huge Ashanti fan, but but I but I became a fan last night by the grace that she showed. We um, felt so bad for her the first 20 minutes she was sitting in that chair. I felt uncomfortable. I was uncomfortable. I don't get uncomfortable because <laughs> at the end of the day, this is a they've turned verses into a celebratory situation where people come together and honor each other. Mm -hmm. and, and it's for the fans. It ain't about them. Like I think about Patty and Gladys. I think about the humility, even though there was a little shade with Monica and Brandy, for the most part, there was humility. Gucci and Bert, Gucci and Jeezy, that was there was some shade in there too. Huh? The whole time I was, I had an anxiety attack. Me too. I was, I was, I was, I had my finger on the buttons to call 911. Me too. Because I didn't no, know. No, no, I was going to call the police because I didn't want nobody to die. <laughs> so. I, I didn't know what was going to happen. So I guess there's always been this little weird element in the versus thing. But last night was a little uncomfortable for me. Um, I felt bad for Ashanti, but I thought she handled it well. Keisha, I know Keisha. So I know she was probably late because she had anxiety. You know, she didn't want, she probably was really consumed with how she looked because she had, you know what I mean? Because she, right. she, she's a very much, a, I'm not getting on FaceTime if I don't have my face and my hair together type girl. Yeah. And, and her DJ spoke out, right? That's what she was going to say, T. Diddy? Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah, her DJ. Yeah, her DJ spoke out. He said that, so remember, her audio didn't sound as crisp as Ashanti's. So they said it was a problem with the audio. By the way, these setups were allegedly in each lady's living room. So that's why a bunch of people were upset because they're like, she took this long to come down to her living room. But allegedly, her camera focus was blurry. The audio wasn't right. And this is the versus people that allegedly went and set it up for them. So I guess she felt like it was an unbalanced spectrum. Like, you know, Ashanti had all her shit. I think that even with all that, Keisha should have gave her a lot more respect. Yes. Um, and I know Keisha is like a, she has an edgy personality because of where she's from and what she's been through. Like, yeah. I get that, you know what I mean? But I felt really uncomfortable for Ashanti last night. And I just think right now, you know, we're coming off the cusp of Kamala Harris being elected, black, yeah. black women power, protect black women. But it's just like, if you show up and don't respect each other, you send the contrary message to people who aren't respecting you in the first place. So I don't know, for me, I... I just kind of clicked out of it because I was a little too uncomfortable. I clicked out of it a few times. And I will say it was like 1.1 million that started off. And when I came back on, it was like 700,000. And they were still in the middle of the, the challenge. So I will say that should be a message for people out there that, you know, your attitude and the way that you present yourself does affect, you know, how people support you. So... Ashanti was throwing numerous amounts of shade, but it was so low that it was like this. <laughs> 
Wait, I don't know if y'all caught this, Ashanti but... Throwing, Ashanti was throwing shade? I'ma tell you what happened. So, okay, after the whole thing of them going back and forth about who was going to go again the first time, I mean, the second time, there was also a comment made towards the end. Now, Keisha Cole shouted out a bunch of the brands. Now, to my understanding, Ashanti had additional brands that were added to the verses that we never seen before. Doritos was one of those things. I think it was a candle company. And then Ciroc has always been there. But allegedly, I don't know. So when they was talking, I caught this at the end and I didn't see nobody else catch this. So they said, she said, Keisha Cole says, shout out to Ciroc. And the DJ said, no, Ciroc didn't give us any money. And Ashanti said, they didn't give you any money. We got paid. Who else we want to give a shout out? Ciroc. So So um I caught that. So you know, certain things like that, I could see it being a little bit of an ego situation where it's like this bitch is getting all these checks and like I like where's my check? So I don't know if that has something to do with it. Bow Wow also slid in the comments and said Keisha Cole was never this late when she came to see me. I did see that. Listen, um, you know, we don't write about the verses at Hollywood Unlock, nor do we talk about them because uh, Angie from the Shade Room, who was the Shade Room, she had called me and told me that Swiss Beats and them told her basically like, we're not spending no money with y'all because y'all just supposed to talk about us because we're black platforms. And so she stopped writing about the verses. She's writing about them now because she's probably getting paid. But we stopped writing about them after that because my whole thing is if you get a bag and you're spending your money with People Magazine and all these white folks, why aren't you spending it with the people that talk that are going to talk about you on a, on a repeat basis? I don't see, you know, but that's a bigger conversation. that I've And been. I have supported you from the beginning because yeah. the whole reason why the versus battle is as big as it is is because of us, you know? Uh, we, the people, have supported the versus battles from the beginning. Yeah, we're always, you know, black media is always forgotten. And, and it, it's a it's a it's a epidemic amongst our people. And so when they call me begging and pleading for us to take posts down, I'll be like. <laughs> Two middle fingers, not just one. I hear you on that because it is a little bit more difficult or a lot of bit more difficult to be in black media. Now, let's keep it on the lines of I know you spoke about Kamala Harris and it's supposed to be such a great day for black women. But then you have somebody like Danny Lay. Now, she faced a lot of backlash because of a song that she put out that everybody said was supposed to be against the baby who is her boyfriend, uh, against his baby mom. So in the song, she says, yellow bone is what he wants. So, of course, they pulled up her 23 and me and showed that she had not even one percent of black in her and then she got attacked by every black girl in america and they just weren't they weren't feeling it at all so do you think it was the timing of things that messed it up do you think people just don't like her i think that was just the dumbest shit you she could have said i mean (laughs) again you know when i was i was on clubhouse today that uh of the inauguration and everybody was debating whether or not kamala became the vice president because she's light-skinned and why Stacey Abrams didn't get it. And I'm just like, really, on the day she's getting elected, we're going to talk about colorism? I hate so it. Fast forward. Now, here's Danny. What What would made you? What would make you think that that was even something you should have eaten? Where are your people? Who's around you? Who? What, what are the processes? The baby. Well, it's like, I promise you, all I see now is just her following it looks like she's following behind the baby every picture every everything and it's like giving because we don't talk about her unless we're talking about her relationship or her doing dumb shit and i think Mm -hmm. most of these celebrities who don't have real power 
find ways of getting the internet to talk about them by doing dumb shit. The only thing is this is some real dumb shit. Like real dumb. Black women are not going to let you forget this. And you forget that black women spend the most money. So why would you fuck off your bag being stupid about to one chick who was fucking in it, who's probably still fucking your nigga? Period. And I just feel like you're not a yellow bone, sis. You're Spanish. So you just need to stay oh, with that. Not even black. No, that's the problem. And that's what everybody's so upset about. Because if she was like half black, half and she said that, it's like, all right, you ain't have to do all that. But you know, they got brown skin girl as a song. And nobody was mad at the fact Wait, that she was girl by Beyonce. Yeah, but where's what I mean by that is there's it's okay to shout out different colors and complexions and this and that. Even though I think we all should be celebrated, but the main issue was that she's a Spanish girl calling herself yellow bone and trying to divide. They look at it like she's trying to divide the culture of black women when you're not even a black woman. You're calling yourself something you're not. Yeah, that and brown skin girl was created as a song to empower and embolden black women or women with brown skin to have pride right. in themselves, not to separate or divide or attack. Period. And, at you're all. Not, and you're not Beyonce. Yeah, you're not so Beyonce. Ever, Let's start there. You're not even Blue Ivy. Don't <laughs> even try it. Like, Blue Ivy got a Grammy on the way, right? Blue Ivy is in the house right now like, what'd she say? <laughs> <laughs> you're hilarious. Hey, guys, I have a question, though, because even though she's Spanish, there's like a colorism in the Spanish community, too, though. Yeah, fact. And uh, dark Afro-Latino. Yeah. I, I was talking to my boo about the fact that Dominicans and Puerto Ricans don't like each other. I'm like, exactly. what is... Hate each other. But I was... But so with the her calling herself, she said light bone. So why is that... So Yellow bone. Yellow bone. There's colorism like that in her in the Dominican. But they don't call that... That's a, that's a black term. That's like red bone, yellow bone. That's like they don't use that in white... So a white person is a yellow bone? Look at how they were just going after Mulatto for using her name, Mulatto. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm a half-breed or whatever you want to call it. I used to be on Twitter talking about I'm the king of the Mulatto Mafia. Now we live in an era where you can't say no shit like that. But look, if that's what the girl's name is, that's what she's calling herself. She not saying y'all are all Mulattoes. And this girl, for her to come up with a song like this, I think at this time, it's just the timing, the, the topic, it was all bad. I think it was, that was it specifically is the timing. It's like, we just celebrated a Black woman being in office. The and day, the, the day before. The day before. And here you go. Get the phone, what it wants. It's like, no, sis. The song wasn't good in the first place. The song wasn't good. And then the baby mama kind of killed her with the uh, Woodstock picture, making her look like the Charlie Brown bird. And she like, she said, that's not what he wants. That's what he settled for. So now you leaving everything open for you to even get jabs and all kind of stuff. But the baby supported it. And he has little brown skinned daughters. So two people. Two, hmm? words. two words. Carrie Hilson. One song can fuck your whole career up. Ruin it. Throw it, throw it away. So, um, yeah, I don't think that was a good idea on her behalf. And how long do you think they're going to be together for real? Um, well, I don't think that... I mean, do you think that she's his only main? I mean, he's a rapper. True. I think they're going harder than i ever seen, like, any... It's just a lot. It's giving a lot because it went from nothing to everything. So I, I think it also distracts us from talking about all the people that the baby slaps, right? Oh, that's very true. And he did. Um, he's going to help free that woman. Did you see that? I did. Uh, I think she was from Kansas City. She avenged her brother's death by 
murdering the 16, he was 16, her brother, and she murdered the guy that murdered him and then text him to let him know she did it. But um, he's actually going to put money up to help her get out. One thing I will say about the baby, he always finds unique ways. And I'm not saying he's doing this for press, but it's like I would have never thought anybody would do something or attach their name to that. And he he doesn't mind. Yeah. Now, he um, he finds ways of getting the topic to change from him slapping everybody. I, but I, I, I find myself liking the baby. I don't even listen to his music like that. And. But I, it's something about him that I made. I just like him. His uh, personality seems it's just dope. But but I did run into him uh, in the backyard at Diddy's house, and, and I did move and go the other way because I didn't want to be slapped. I just don't, you know. It's just some about that energy where when you can when you can seemingly have it all but still assault people, you're just not the type of person. And not not men, women, anybody. I feel like he'll slap a baby. <laughs> like, he just, right. don't get out of his way. I mean, clearly. Okay, so there's a lot of relationships in the industry that people say are basically put together, right? Um, it's for promotion, publicity, it's for both or, of them. Or, or the niggas sucking dick and don't want nobody to know. Okay, well, let's talk about Michael B. Jordan. So people are out here saying that him and Lori Harvey's relationship is fake and it's to help him gain Black fans again and all kind of stuff. And Steve Harvey actually spoke out about things today and basically was like, you know, um, I'm I'm funny with all of them, talking about all of Lori's boyfriends, I guess, and, and some more shit. What do you think? Uh, is this a fake relationship, Jason? What do you hear on the grapevine? I think it's just too much. It's too much too fast. Like, why is it on Instagram every day? Why Why are we consuming this relationship every day? And why, Michael B., are you going this public with Lori Harvey when you know she ain't been with nobody that long enough for you to feel secure that way? I mean, there's no ring been put on it yet, right? There's no what? He hasn't put a ring on it, right? Oh, hell no. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. I think he's doing too fast too soon. I think that, um, I know he wants black people. I think it's important for, for him from what I've heard that he wants black people to know how proud of black he is. And the whole black love thing is, you know, is popular on the gram. Um, I don't know for me, it's just too much, too fast, too soon. Look at this. I ain't never seen neither one of them put up nothing like this. Lori, 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 your father got think like a man. You need to get your you need to get your book, your e-course, your ebook, your workshop. I'm, I'm telling you. She because she's getting, I mean, she is bagging all of them from Memphis to pay to she getting them all. It should be called I am the man. And she should be really writing how to bag these niggas and and get them to do all that. Cause one thing people were pointing out is that Future posted her a lot, Trey posted her a lot, but she didn't really post those men. She's posting Michael B. Jordan. And I will say they, they're a nice looking couple. But um, you know, I know Michael B. Jordan from young. We went to the same high school. Well, he left from there, I left from there as well. But we went to the school in Newark, Chad Science. So he is from where all black people live. He's, you know, I don't know him for being around white people or dating any white girls. But you know, that was the narrative that became of him once he got into Hollywood, you know, to each his own. If that's what you like, that's what you like. But to see them together, I mean, it's interesting. It's interesting to watch. The blogs don't talk. I always say this to the women that I talk to, right? The celebrity women. We do not talk about these men until they are dating you. Like, we just don't. Like, Michael B. Jordan, if he comes out with a movie, am I going to talk about it? No, because I'm not getting paid to promote it. I don't care. Am I going to post a picture of Michael B. Jordan walking out of Starbucks? No, because I don't give a fuck what he's drinking. 
But the minute he's with a girl, then we care. So these men know that. And that's why these men post them because then they are talked about. Then we talk about them until they break up. And then we talk about the breakup. And then we talk about the next chick they get with. So they're smart. Uh, We don't talk about these niggas until they're with them. Yeah, I feel like with artists nowadays, it's almost like you have to have a relationship if you're a new artist in order for anybody to even really give a fuck about you. So I feel like there's a lot of... Danny? I thought you said Danny. Did you say Danny? I hate you, Jason. I didn't say anybody. Everybody, to be honest, because if you think about it, like, and like, I love Mulatto, so I'm not necessarily talking, but that's another one. When she started dating 21 Savage, it's like, now let's talk about that. And they're, they're making that a bigger thing or whatever the case. And I think Big Lotto is good on her own, but that's just what it is nowadays. You know what I mean? It drives conversation. It drives traffic. When Who should I date, Jason? I need a name. Uh, well, not Angelo, because he's taken. Well, he's not a name. Who the fuck would care if I'm dating him? Only if I stole him from you, then that would matter. Let's set that up. That's it. That could be a scandal now, child. Up. All right, well, I need a PS5, well, too, well, then. Well, we can share. Okay. Well, you said you didn't want to fuck me. You said I'll ask you if you want to. No, no, no. It got to be the three of us. No, no. <laughs> oh, that's fucked up. What, you we don't want to cuddle with me either? What's happening with me? We leave, we leave one controller at your house and one controller at mine. <laughs> What's happening to me with, with me this week? Nobody wants to cuddle. Anyway, uh, T. Diddy, you have a game that we're going to introduce to Jason. She didn't tell me anything about it, so I'm going to be just as caught off guard as you are. And she likes to stump people, so I'm going to pray for you before we get into it, Okay. Okay, so before you leave, Jason, and thank you for coming, by the way. Yes, we love you. (laughs) So with this game, it's just basically we're going to, I'm going to send L'Oreal the names. So it's just going to be names, and then the first thing you think of, and then there's a funny story, feel free to share it. I have a feeling Uh-oh. it's going to be messy as fuck. No, <laughs> no I don't. If she's in charge, you're absolutely right. <laughs> okay, Ready? So it's going to be called Say What with Jason Lee, and we're going to get into it right now. Boom. Oh, 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 oh my God. Okay, Jason, you ready? Little Wayne. Um, brilliant. I think he's brilliant. I think people want me to hate him because of Trump, but I, I, he's one of the most brilliant artists in music. And for me, I can separate the artist from the music. Uh, so yeah, I think he's brilliant. Now, what do I only say one word or whatever comes to mind? Whatever comes to mind. Now he ain't invited to the cookout though. Uh, <laughs> he, 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 ain't, he ain't getting directions to the cookout because he fucked up. Mm-hmm. Because you know, at the end of the day, I remember sitting at Chris Jenner's house when Kim and Chris were talking to Cardi about uh, their relationship with Trump, and you know, uh, Kanye was trying to make a connection between him, Cardi, and Trump that they were all the same. That you know, he. You know, they, they say whatever they think, and Cardi had to check him and say, nah, we ain't the same person, you know what I mean? And so I think that there are people like a Cardi who's going to side with what's right in life, and there are people that are gonna side with what's wrong for power and access, and you know, clearly Wayne did that. Mm-hmm. But, but when I say he's brilliant, I think he's brilliant in music, and I won't take that from him, but uh, is, is he somebody that is invited to the cookout? Nah. I agree with you. Um, I feel like when he came out and did what he did, it was at a crucial time in the middle of the election where he could have influenced a couple of people to do something and make the election go the opposite way. Kodak, at least he said something after. You know what I mean? And a lot of people said something after. Kodak disrespected Nipsey. I could never. Will never. 
I would never interview Kodak Black. He, we don't, I mean, he's, to us, he's a joke, so we post him for comedy. Uh, you know, but other than that, like the way he disrespected Nipsey is something that like, I, I just, I don't fuck with that. Nah, I feel you. Okay, let's move on. Roland Ray. Man on fire. Um, yeah. This I man is on fire. Oh, I'm sorry. I recently talked about That's this. That's not funny. My, I recently talked about this on my show, Gagging with Jason Lee, um, where I had to talk about him lighting his lace front on fire and, mm-hmm. and then not being able to stop, drop, and roll. And people were like, I can't believe you said that. You know, and he did DM me that he was hurt because he looks up to me and he felt that I, you know, I hurt his feelings by talking about him. But here's the deal. I'm not talking to a nigga with a blue placard at the DMV. I'm talking about a nigga who talks shit and is trying to make a living out of talking shit about He's people. a troll. He's a troll. You can't troll people and say you're going to dig up somebody's dead baby daddy and then, and then ask for sympathy points when you light yourself on fire. My nigga, you should have had fire retardant sheets. You should have had some way a sprinkler over your bed or some type of uh, amber alert or whatever the life alert buttons. I don't know. I don't feel sorry <laughs> for him. And I can't be canceled because I own my platform for talking about him. And um, I did say, though, it reminded me of the song, um, That's the Way Love Goes. Mm-hmm. You know she said, a moth to the flame burned by the fire. Bye, Jason. And the other part said, <laughs> That's the way Ray rolls. No! Yeah. <laughs> I do think like this. If you're a troll and uh, you talk about people all day, you do not go to those same people for sympathy. That just doesn't add up to me. I feel like that was something he should have kept on a family chat. You want to, and I get it. You're going through it. You're you're in pain. Send that to your mama. Send that to your cousins and the people that love you. I would have went and bought me a Gucci mask. I'd have been out doing content with the Gucci. You wouldn't even know I was burnt up. I'd have went and got skin grafts off my ass and fixed that face. I'd have went and scanned Medi-Cal to get my shit together. Motherfucker. I know, that's right. Now, when I chose to go have the surgery and start the whole weight loss process, I was very transparent about it because you can attack me. Well, you're going to attack me for losing weight. You got, you got, you know what I mean? Some like, people, some people are just nasty. They find something. Well, some people did say, oh, you took the easy way out. Bitch, it ain't easy to get your stomach cut up and then just cut sugar out your life and cut sure not. carbs and all that. So, but again, I talk shit for a living. So when they, when, when, when uh, bad babies, bitch ass mama went and took my brother's tombstone and put on her Instagram and said, that's why the nigga's dead or whatever she said. Look, I didn't even get mad. I was like, okay, bitch, I'll give it to you. You tried it. But uh, your daughter's still a little whore, and she came from a, a big whore, and so fuck both you whores. You know what I mean? And the way she's rolling, she's going to be dead soon. And don't talk about, like, I mean, to, I, I just think when it comes to talk, speaking on the dead, it's like, keep that up. Like, just stop. It's corny. Like, there's nothing but, cool about at that. At the same time, I talk shit for a living, so if that's how you want to hit, if you want to hit low, fine, that's cool. You're not going to stop me from firing back. And and so, I, you know, there are, you people will say, oh, well, there's rules. There's no rules in war. That's why that's I, I, I have no problem with you. However you want to come for me, I'm cool with that. Okay, let's talk about Meg the Stallion. First thing that kind of mind. Why are we going to talk about her? Did she get shot again? I'm not talking anymore, Jason. No, I mean, like, what are we talking about? We're not talking about that whack-ass album. What, 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 did she do another song with Beyonce? Is Cardi posting her again? Why the fuck are we talking about it? Because what, what contribution does she have other than going to Instagram and clearing up the air on her PR scandal of a, of a gun battle with Tory Lanez, allegedly? I don't even know what the fuck happened, but more importantly, I don't even fucking care. And I just hung out with Tory in Miami. He's not my friend. 
But the funny thing is when I walked in the party, why was they playing body yada yada yada? No, he started doing the dance. No, but the, oh. song, the song is so annoying. All these fucking TikTok songs are not real hip hop. I am tired of these TikTok songs. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Megan had all the potential to be a big star. Now to me, she's just a big joke. But, but so, God bless her, you know? Is that like a PR stunt going wrong? Do you feel like, cause sometimes it helps artists and sometimes things like this can ruin your career. Why did Dez from Rock Nation get a pardon by Trump? I was trying to figure that out too, why? I just brought that up because Meg Thee Stallion is over there. I don't need to know the mm. game. I don't know what's happening. I don't know if it's a PR stunt. Do I Do I think Toy Shotter? I don't know. I just more importantly don't care. And I feel like we've become so invested in these two because it is done the shootout uh, that we keep talking about them. But I, I want Megan Thee Stallion to have a successful career of songs that don't need TikTok love. And uh, I just want her to go away for a while. Just go. I'm tired of all, I'm, I want new rappers to come out. I want new rappers <laughs> or I want 90s rappers to come back. But like the new shit we got, the shit we got right now, I'm tired of talking about these people. And I'm not gonna lie, I be feeling like that at work some days and I'm just like, ah, oh, this motherfucker again. And it's like annoying at a certain point. And songs have a lifespan of like two days now. Cause it's like, you see the busted challenge and at first you're happy for the motherfucker. You're like, oh, okay, this is nice. And not to say I'm not happy for that girl, but what happens is you keep seeing it. The challenges get whack because some people are just doing them low budgetly. And I don't mean money wise. I mean, they just look low budget. And then- I'm about Iggy Azalea? Yes, I'm talking about Iggy Azalea. <laughs> So, okay, how about Summer Walker? What happened with her? T. Diddy wants to know what you think about her. <laughs> oh, you know what? Um, somebody told me that she said she thinks I don't like her, which I, I, lo I, I love her. I think she's dope. She's super um, talented. Yeah, she's talented as hell. Now, my writers are messy. They did post a video of her um, twerking on the ground. They said she had a pointy butt. <laughs> it was a little pointy. I saw that. But I didn't even post that. My writers posted that, and I got attacked for it. But um, no, I think she's dope. Um, I know she's an introvert, and she really doesn't like the press, and she's not good with social media and all that. But she thinks that I don't care for her, and I actually really do. It confuses me, because I, I could have sworn she used to be a stripper. Can you be an introvert and a stripper? Party's an introvert. Is she? I feel like she's very, like, friendly, welcoming. No, nah, Cardi's very, um, she's not... She's Maybe not, just to me. not mixy like that, and she's very, very, like... Yeah, she's... I would say she's... A, personally, she's an introvert. Maybe because, like, I, I mean, I don't know her well, but I've seen her more than enough times. Obviously, we was on the same show, different seasons, but she's always very nice and, like, welcoming when I see her. But I can see why you would say that, especially, <laughs> like, uh, the situation she's been through. And last uh, person we're going to mention, and I know this person you'll like, okay? So it's not messy. T. Diddy is taking it easy right here. Well, and let me say, I... I, I, I no, I'm not even going to say what I was going to say. Go ahead. Just go ahead. No, no, I want to hear it. No, I was going to say I, I, I don't hate Megan Thee Stallion, which I don't hate her because I don't have the energy to hate anybody. I think she's... You know, Charlemagne has said the same thing I have. His delivery is just a lot more... Um, experienced you know he's been in he's been you know he ain't the charlemagne that he was when he first no he's through. not you know, <laughs> you know I, i'm i'm very new and still learning you know ways of grappling at finding better word choices at times but i i, I just I, I i don't hate her but i always get blamed for hating her and you know protect black women no protect black women is a real thing protect uh them from danny lay dividing them protect 
our new vice president. Uh, say her name, Brianna Taylor. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but Megan and her drunken fight with her boyfriend in the car and whatever happened between them that they both keep playing around with on social media, I ain't feeling that. And I do feel like there's a lot of people that were big fans of Meg Thee Stallion who are now kind of like against, like they don't really mess with her anymore. So I do feel like, you know, I understand she lost a lot of people in her life that was close. Her mother was guiding her through a lot of things. So maybe that affected it. She is a young girl. You get alcohol involved. You start making poor choices. You know what I mean? And she is a, you met her before, right? I met her before one time. That's it. Oh, so really you quick. You interviewed her in the interview. We posted some of that, right? What? No, I wasn't in the lip service interview with her. Oh, wait, who interviewed her recently? That was I interviewed her, yeah, that, um, for the clothes. I talked about the clothes. Yeah, y'all posted it. But remember when they came to you and had the list of what you couldn't talk about? But you yeah, a whole entire list. You were smart enough to figure out another way to get that to go viral. And see, this is my thing. I've interviewed a whole bunch of people. Nobody shows up and says, don't ask me nothing. They know when you come, in, right. and talk, when you come in and talk to Jason Lee, he's going to ask you what he wants. Every show I've gone, when I come on, your show, Breakfast Club, wherever, I always go in with no notes. Ask me anything you want, because it is what it is. And I feel like with Megan, she's giving people what she thinks they want, and it's not working for her. Right. Well, what about last name? We're going to give you Wendy Williams. Love her. God, she's an icon. I uh, just talked to her the other day. Um, I think she's... Um, you know, Wendy has repeatedly and consistently shared her platform with me. Uh, I threw a dinner party for her on the day she got the uh, star in Hollywood. I've been on her show four or five times now. I think you be on there more than her, child. I'll be looking like Jason again. <laughs> Go, Jason. She talks about me a lot on her show. And, you mm -hmm. know, for somebody like me who started a company from scratch and is just trying to find his way and get to the top, you know, to have somebody who who's not selfish and shares their platform with you is a big thing. And so I'll, I'll always have respect for her. We don't always agree. Um, I saw her brother did that fuck shit recently, you know, and I felt Funny. like the nigga needs to pull up his depends and stop acting like a hoe. Like, don't go to the internet when you get mad at your family. If my family did that shit to me, I would I would do exactly what she did in addressing it head on, I, you know. But And I know I'm probably speaking out of turn because that's her family. So at the end of the day, families fight, but they gonna always be family. But if you're asking my opinion just on the whole situation or, or just um, in general, like I just, to me, it was just, it was a poor taste that he did that. And her brother's gay, right? Is he? I don't know. I thought. Oh, he's not? I, he he I thought he was, supposedly he's not, according to Charlotte. Oh, he has a wife, but yeah. Wendy, Wendy, the, the yeah, internet is saying that Wendy hinted at him liking dresses. Ooh, Miss Doubtfire. Okay, well, uh, I was actually supposed to interview Winnie today, but I'm going to be doing it Wednesday. Have you seen her Lifetime movie yet? I haven't seen it yet, but it is in my it is on my calendar to watch, and I hopefully that hopefully I get her on my show also. I'm excited about that movie because it does look like it's going to be really good. That and the Kentucky Fried Chicken movie. No, I'm joking. Did you see that? Why would they oh, do that? What Mario Lopez is? Gonna, yes. Is <laughs> Colonel Sanders? I thought it was fake. <laughs> oh, it's a real thing. These people—they're like presented by KFC. I will tell you, if you, if, you, if if Mario Lopez did, if, if he starred as Colonel Sanders in a Pornhub movie, mm. I, I watched that only to see if the bone was finger looking good. <laughs> I'm here to get some extra biscuits. <laughs> extra biscuits. Angelo, who are you talking to over there? Uh-oh, Angelo.
Sitting next to my girl, man. Uh, see? I ain't threatened by her. What? She heard you was going to be on the show. She like, I got to make sure that I'm there to chaperone your motherfucking ass. I knew he was acting funny. Marcus, if I get your nigga, he'll never be the same. Woo! That's what I'll be telling him. Anyway, so uh, let's... <laughs> so uh, is there still beef with Nicki Minaj? And me? That y'all had a situation? She had a situation. I'm, I listen. I have no problem with Nikki. I uh, I've already wished her the best. I'm 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 happy that she's happy. Uh, I have no issues with the girl. Will I ever want to be her friend? No, because once it goes that way, I just don't. You know, I don't. Whatever. But no, I, I don't have no problems with it. I mean, she hasn't said nothing about me, and I ain't spoke on her, and I don't know how long. Right. Okay. So you have exciting new shows on Fox. Well, you have an exciting new show on Fox. So you have your show that you revamped. Let's just put it like that and let the people know where they can hear you because they love you on this podcast. So we want to let them know where they can find you, which of course they can find you on their own, but yeah. we're going to make it easy. Fox Soul Hollywood Unlocked with Jason Lee Uncensored airs every, every Friday at 7 PM Pacific standard time. And I think what's important about it is and why it's important that you show up and support is because the, the 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 network is head by a black man. The deal was done by my attorney, who's a black man. Uh, I'm a black man who created the show from scratch. And what I think is monumental about it is they let me own the show. I own it. I executive produce it. I deliver them a, a, a finished product. And for me to be able to walk away from Viacom the way I did and say, fuck it, I don't want this love and hip hop check no more. I don't want to be talent. Right. Be an executive producer. I want to boss up and own my own shit. And for him to do this deal and let me still own 100% of it and allow the EP. And I mean, it's it's unheard of, but it's it's been a great thing. And I licensed the show to them, so it, it's a it's a good situation. So showing up and watching is not just entertainment, but it's also supporting a, a larger problem that we see in TV when it comes to people of color who are creating content. Right. So we love you. I think you're amazing. Um, speaking of love and hip hop, who's going to win the celebrity boxing fight between Natalie Nunn and Tommy from Love and Hip Hop Atlanta? Who's your money on? Because I'm, I'm looking for a bet. I want to bet. Listen, if I say Natalie, Tommy's going to threaten me. If I say Tommy, <laughs> Natalie's going to unfollow me. So I, 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 I won't lie. This is going to be interesting. If they can do this, like, it'll be good because they both are crazy in their own way. So I don't know. Maybe it'll be a tie. Whoever thought about this head-to-head -head was a very smart person because I wouldn't have thought of it off top. But when I thought about it, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to say because of her fight on her couple fights on Love & Hip Hop Atlanta, I'm going to have to say my money's on Tommy. And I know they said that Natalie Nunn does a lot of boxing on the side, but I feel like Tommy was just fighting from birth or in the stomach or some shit, the way she'd be swinging. If Tommy show up drunk, Tommy gonna lose. See, that's what somebody else told me, too. So I don't know. I thought she was cleaning herself up and all that good stuff, but we will see. I, I'm gonna be tuned into that. I don't know about you. But Jason, thank you so much for coming through and holding it down for us and filling in for Wax. We love you so much, and I appreciate you so much. Of course, and I hope to see you in these uh, clubhouse hallways, because I've been seeing you since that time. We no, I literally quit Clubhouse. I'm like over it. You did? Yeah, you know what? I had I I, I have another show. I talk every morning. I do lip service. I do this. I feel like if I'm not getting a check, I'm not talking to no fucking body. So that's just that. If you want to talk to me, guys, it costs. You can hit up my lawyers. <laughs> you can hit up my managers. But I'm not talking for free no more. I, I decided I need my voice. So 
and I ain't mad at you. What's but you? I'll come on there for you if you have something like a, you know, you have a room one day and a plot. I'll come up there. All but right. other than that, no thanks. I hit you. We'll do something. Angela, okay. Angela, you can call me for free anytime you want. I hit you up, Jay. He'll get you a phone. <laughs> Uh, PS5 looking good, man. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> you know, it's not just the PS5, it's the fact that your girl didn't buy it first. You know what I mean? And on that note, we'll see you next time. <laughs> Bye, Jason. <laughs> I love Jason. And uh, I feel like that's a perfect way to kick off Black Excellence because he talked about his show being, you know, is a Black creative, Black uh, manager, I mean, Black lawyer and all that good stuff. So let's first and foremost, Wednesday's inauguration ceremony included an address from the nation's first ever youth poet. And she's 22 years old. Her name is Amanda Gorman. She's a Harvard graduate. She is amazing. And President Biden actually picked her himself after he heard her speak uh, somewhere else. So let us leave behind a country better than one we were left with every breath from my bronze pounded chest. We will raise this wounded world into a wondrous one. We will rise from the gold limbed hills of the West. We will rise from the windswept Northeast where our forefathers first realized revolution. We will rise from the lake rimmed cities of the Midwestern states. We will rise from the sun baked South. We will rebuild, reconcile, and become cover in every known nook of our nation, in every corner called our country, our people diverse and beautiful will emerge battered and beautiful. When day comes, we step out of the shade of flame and unafraid. The new dawn blooms as we free it. For there is always light if only we're brave enough to see it, if only we're brave enough to be it. So she also was gifted uh, jewelry by Oprah Winfrey, which was supposed to represent Maya Angelou. Oprah also gifted Maya Angelou when she was the inaugural poet with a Chanel coat and all this fancy stuff, child. She ain't given no Chanel coat, but she got a nice little cage bird ring and some earrings. So shout out to her because she definitely shut the whole inauguration down and people will be talking about this girl for a long, long time. She also talked about how she had a speech impediment and that's how she could relate to Joe Biden a lot and that she used to couldn't even say the word R up until two years ago. So the less, sorry, the letter R up until two years ago. So she practiced a song in Hamilton that had like a lot of R's in it or whatever. And that's what helped her to get better at speaking. So shout out to her. If that's not black excellence, I don't know what the hell is now. Of course, y'all know what happened this week. Kamala Harris has taken oath and is now officially the first female black president ever first female president first woman of color everything so we want to give a big humongous shout out to her and her entire family who pulled up fly as hell to the white house you know oh shout out michelle and barack because uh talk about shutting it down but i will say that kamala had her what her nephew-in-law with the dior ones they were just killing it like the whole family as a unit it was beautiful to watch and i would actually have to say that i was crying like i didn't even think that it would touch me like that but just watching it and seeing it it's like throughout our whole life all we saw was white men white old ass men being able to just do whatever to us you know what i mean make whatever laws against 
people that they had no idea who was affecting. And now um, I know she has a history of being involved in certain things, but I do think she has done a lot to undo some of those things. And um, congratulations, the Kamala, Vice President Kamala Harris. And this is her photograph with Obama. And it was cute because her... I'm sorry. All the black families. That's gonna be handy. all the black families. Let's go. And it was because her and Michelle. I love that picture of her and Michelle. Like you know, with with the little gotcha sis. Like, and she's also we know AKA a Howard University graduate. She had the Howard marching band, which my mother did used to be a part of the Howard marching band uh, when she was younger. So it was just beautiful to see those you know all those black faces instead of the week prior when it was a bunch of you know white terrorists trying to to destroy and ruin things so thank god it's a new day you got fauci uh talking about everything should be back to normal by fall with the vaccinations so let's get the fuck outside y'all and safely not because i just had to cancel cancel my mexico trip because i'm not about to get stuck in mexico okay so um I'm sure we all want to travel, move around, be with family and friends and get back to normal life. So thank y'all so much for listening. Make sure y'all sign up to Patreon. Next week, Wax will be here. Make sure y'all send him and Carla some well wishes. The baby will be home. So we're excited about that. And I told them that the baby was going to be a Capricorn like me. So now Wax is stuck with me in his home. So I'm so excited about that. It wasn't a girl, but it's a boy, you know? So at least I got something I wanted, you know, because the baby was supposed to come mid-February. So came early just so he could be a Capricorn, just like his aunt. So y'all go send them well wishes and whatever you want to do over there. And um, thank everybody that subscribes to Patreon. Uh, you know, you get to see the episode early, Saturdays or Sundays, depending on when they feel like getting up off their ass. And make sure y'all rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend. And also Black Excellence. You go to Patreon, you can just subscribe your own Black Excellence. Shout out your business. Shout out whatever you think or somebody that you think is great in our, our Black community. And we will definitely show them some love.